from Kurtco Media. Coming up on Life Done Better. Talk about transformation being again like, whoa, yay, I'm having a transformation. Transformation can also bring up a lot in so get uncomfortable and look at our own shadow stuff within that space and realize where you've been using other exterior distractions versus what's truly coming up for you. Welcome to Life Done Better. I'm your host, Jill DeJong. Today, my guest is Natalie Miles. She is an international psychic medium, writer, speaker, and host of top spiritual podcasts, So You Think You're Intuitive. Known for her down-to-earth approach, it's her mission to make intuition accessible to everyone. In her work with individuals and groups, she guides clients to use their intuition to look at what's holding them back in the here and now. Welcome, Natalie. Oh, hello. How are you? It's so nice to see you. I'm so happy that you're on the show. And I would love to ask you, are we born with intuition? Oh, yeah, we are all born intuitive. We just forget. We forget our intuitive gifts. We've been conditioned by society, the world that we live in, to not listen to our intuition for many different reasons. Ancestral shame, religion, people pleasing. But yeah, we are all born intuitive, every single one of us. Wow, I love hearing that. And did you have to find it and then realize the power of it before you could teach it? Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, I actually went to my first ever experience um, reconnecting to my intuition. When I was 16, I went to a psychic circle with my mom. And it was all about like developing your gifts and learning to share messages. So that for me was the first time that I really realized like, oh, I can share messages with people. But it has been a real journey of what I call a spiritual reactivation and a reactivation of the gift so that I could do this work and I could share messages. How do we recognize that it is our inner voice or intuition or is inner voice the same as intuition? For me, yes. I see that my inner voice is my intuitive voice that is communicating with me. I like to say that we have our ego fear-based voice and our intuitive voice. And it's about how we can distinguish between the different voices and trusting the intuition that is coming through. Because sometimes it's not just going to come through as your intuitive voice. It's going to come through in the themes and the patterns that show up for you in your life, what's happening. You can overhear conversations and hear certain words and they fit a theme or a pattern that's coming up it can come through music it can come through signs and so it is about putting ourselves into the state of noticing noticing what's happening around us and also creativity and imagination when we put ourselves into that space of imagination it allows it to come through but it is the state of noticing and and not just seeing that the themes and the patterns and of your life are just happening as a coincidence because there's no such thing as a coincidence and in my in my book it's like you're receiving intuitive guidance every single day your whole intuitive body and it's just about you relearning how to notice it I really love synchronicities when that happens I'm just like I feel aligned Let's talk about the bigger decisions in life. Uh, Moving to another country, another state, a new house, it could be a new career. How do we go about finding our intuition and feeling really confident in moving forward with that decision? 
it is about starting with the small stuff because we can get put on that extra pressure that we can we should only be using our intuition for the bigger things versus like using it to find a car parking space or working with intuitive eating and food and being like okay what feels right for my body today so that when you start with the small things even driving a car and being like you know which route am I going to take and instead of just putting it into the GPS actually intuitively being like no I'm I'm really feeling cool to go this route today just by starting with the small things that feel good and I call them like hell yes heck no and by really tuning into that hell yes with the small things it then allows you to trust your intuitive muscle to then be able to make those large decisions like oh this doesn't feel aligned for me to live in this city anymore or this relationship is bringing up a lot for me and I'm getting these heck no feelings and I'm also getting lots of other signs and messages and I'm know what I'm gonna trust it because a lot of people are getting those intuitive hits to make decisions but they don't trust themselves to be able to take action your intuitions are muscle so the more that you take action on your messages and the smaller ones it means that you're gaining that confidence to then take action on the bigger ones yeah I was in a relationship with a man who was very spiritual and he had quite a few superpowers. And because I was intrigued by, you know, his expression of them, I felt like his experience of intuition was stronger than mine. Maybe every day spiritual practice was better than mine. So I thought he knew it all. And so I felt like I lost my intuition in that relationship. Yeah, and re-believing in your own truth and your own power and not seeing the power as outside of you or in the hands of someone else. And when we really kind of reclaim that and realize that you are your own guru, there's so much pressure right now to follow a teacher or follow a guru and that's why I share that your intuition, you know, we all have access to it. And that's where your inner power and the inner truth lies to be able to navigate those situations. And as you say, to listen to how your body felt in those moments, to listen to your sleep patterns, to show what's coming up and knowing and feeling that. And also it's really important. I love the fact that you brought this up because just because someone labels themselves as spiritual, which there is a lot happening right now, does not mean that that person is good or that their energy is being directed in a correct way because there's also a lot of spiritual bypassing that happens and it doesn't mean that that person is genuine and authentic. So it's also kind of re-brings all of that up as well. I bet. And what do you define as spiritual bypassing? I've heard the term and I'd love to hear you define it so I can even understand it better. Yeah. So for me, spiritual bypassing is where there's this pressure to focus on love and light and that love and light is going to be the thing that's going to fix yourself, fix the planet that we live in and that we should be bypassing all of the pain, trauma, suffering and our shadow parts of ourselves. And it's actually realizing that we need to integrate the shadow and learn from the shadow and that the shadow is actually one of the biggest healers that we can have so instead of pushing away and spiritually bypassing the shadow and the darkness it's about acknowledging it and learning from it and integrating it I got it so if someone says every day I'm so good I'm awesome I'm doing amazing and you just know that's not true because that person is dealing with things but they're not sharing in their truth they're not acknowledging it and they're just pretending that everything is great. And is that bypassing? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's always a balance of, you know, positivity and positive mindset and thinking and being there. But there's also an element where you knowing that you're doing that so you don't, you're ignoring your anger or your frustration or your fears. Because in the end, that's where the true healing and the learning lies from processing the traumas and experiences that you've been through. And by looking at those, you actually remove the blocks from them so that you can live a more authentic and aligned life. Otherwise, you're just burying it down, pushing it down, and it's only going to keep reappearing its head. Thank you for sharing that. What would you say are your top three recommendations for quieting your mind and getting more in tune with your intuition. Some really simple practices. Um, in the morning, if you start your day with a shower, use the water to imagine like the water is clearing your energy, it's resetting your body. And then I always call forward my spirit team. So my spirit team is made up of my spirit guides, my ancestors and my loved ones. And I call them forward and I ask, what do I need to know today? And I just quiet my mind in the shower and I ask for the guidance that wants to come in and I just know Notice where my thoughts wander. That for me really sets up my day. I love a really good embodiment movement practice. For me to be able to move my energy through my body is really key for me to drop in to get a further deeper connection to my intuition. And I receive a lot of messages when I am moving my body. And I also use it as a practice of what I call energetic self-sovereignty, which is about you being in your own energy. So I use an embodiment movement practice so that I can remove energy hooks from others or what I've just read on the news or social media so that I can really truly be in my own energy for the day and then getting out into nature like grounding being out in nature in the end nature is the biggest mind clearer it just puts everything into perspective and for anyone that's living in a city it is about either going to your local park or even just having a plant in your house and just touching the leaves of a plant or looking at a flower can also bring those states in as well and how can we distinguish that voice from fear anxiety and intuition For me, I describe that the intuitive voice normally comes from the back of the head. So it will come in from the back of the head versus your fear, your ego, your anxiety normally comes from the front of the head. And it normally sounds really chattering versus the intuitive voice will feel kind of calm, directive. It will feel like it's like your best friend guiding you within that space. And also the intuitive message will come in and it will disappear versus the fear and the anxiety and the ego voice, you will keep chatting, it will keep going round and round and round and round. And so sometimes people then say, oh, well, I received the intuitive message. It then creates like an anxiety and it's like, well, yeah, it's because you're kind of hooked into the intuitive message and now you're overthinking. So it's switched from it being kind of the intuitive message that you've got and now you're questioning whether you should take action. So it becomes like this frontal lobe chatter but it's all about trusting the message that came in and then it disappears. It also is like the intuitive voice doesn't have a time frame and it might not always make logical sense, but your ego and fear-based voice will feel like, 
I need an answer and I need it now. And it sometimes also comes in with like, I should do this or I must do this versus the intuitive voice. It can feel counterintuitive and it might not feel logical. And so that's why that building that trust muscle to trust what feels good versus what you think you should be doing. We're getting so much information day to day thrown at us and it does influence how we think and feel. Even what I watch going is before I go to sleep, I may watch a 20 or 30 minute episode of a series and I happen to quite frequently dream about the characters that are in there or, you know, like I apply, you know, whatever the plot is in, in my dreams about my own life, my own friends. And I'm just like, this is really messed up, like how much we're influenced by what we see. And I guess, especially before you go to sleep. So we do become what we surround ourselves with and the opinions of our friends and family and partners. It's all influencing us in our decisions. I have found myself making quite a few big decisions quite easily because I feel that the only thing I needed to acknowledge was that it feels right. And if my family or any of my friends would ask, like, why are you moving again? Or why are you transforming your career? Or it's like, because it's, it feels right. It feels like this is the moment. And I think that's also the best answer because maybe intuition doesn't need explanation. It's a clear yes, a clear no. Yeah, and I feel like it's something that we try to humanize and also put a human label on. You know, we can ground it into this plane and it is important to remember that our intuition and this work does live on this plane because there's a lot of teaching that you need to kind of transcend or move into a five-dimensional space to be able to experience this. And it's like, no, this lives here every single day and we all have access to it and it's really important and it's about yeah you living from your truth and knowing that I mean I mentioned people pleasing to start it's that element of what makes sense to you might not make sense to somebody else because that's their experience not yours and it takes confidence to make decisions from that alignment but when you do and you are fully living in your own truth and power it's truly transformational. And some people may have more trouble than others finding their intuitive voice. Do they come to you and ask questions as a psychic medium? Do you do readings for people in person or on the phone? So I actually have a whole intuitive community. It's an online app community full of hundreds of people sharing their questions about intuition. We have a dream section. So people come on and be like, I just dreamt this or what does it mean? Or sharing their intuitive hits so that we can learn from each other. I also have my book and the book is basically called your intuitive trust your truth take back your power and it is a guide on how to reconnect to your intuition and why we need it more than ever on our planet right now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back On Medicine, We're Still Practicing. Join Dr. Stephen Tabak and Bill Curtis for real conversations with the medical professionals who have their finger on the pulse of healthcare in the modern world. Available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Produced by Kurt Co. Media. Welcome back. What are some of the most common questions you get as a psychic medium? 
if my loved one passes over, how do I connect with them? If they've moved into another body, if they've reincarnated into another human body, how can I still contact them if they're not in their body? And I always say that once we reincarnate, we still leave behind an imprint. So when you're going to a psychic medium, they are tapping into the imprint of the person's soul that was left but you're also connecting to their kind of evolved self because you're getting the imprint plus the kind of the evolved soul self of their learning of what they've learned from in this planet as well. And also as my work has really shifted and evolved, a lot of my clients now aren't just asking the traditional future-based questions like, oh, will I get married? Will I meet the person of my dreams? Will I get my job that I want? Will I have children? Because they're beginning to realize that your future is created in the present moment and it's also about releasing the past blocks so my work is actually more about coming to me this is your ancestor story this is something that you're carrying from your ancestors that is a block and a theme and pattern from your family that is stopping you from creating the life that you want in the now through emotional sabotage or blocks that you're bringing up so they give me specific ages and things in your life that are related to that so I love that as people are beginning to realize that it's not about the future that it's actually about the now so people are more present they want to empower themselves with spiritual tools right to move forward to stay sane to be balanced to feel more connected there's definitely a time where I think we've all opened our mind and eyes and ears for a lot more than we were open for in 2019 it's very common now. You work from home more than ever before. I drive less. I used to drive three hours in my car where, you know, you go somewhere, you come back, you go to so many different places. And now we are definitely put on hold. We're not traveling as much, right? That alone really puts people in their home, in their body, with their environment and everything that we have and have surrounded ourselves with and we've got to sit with it and just say is this where I want to be is this how I want to spend my life is this the partner that you know I can thrive with I think it's it's actually quite a special time for all of us to look at our lives and think hmm am I where I want to be and how does the future look from here and then also stop asking too many questions and just feel day by day yeah how can I make this day look and feel good yeah, and also realizing that transformation isn't always comfortable and it is actually really uncomfortable, like back into that spiritual bypassing, that it's actually like that tapping into the shadow and learning to kind of get comfortable within that space. Because as much as, you know, self-help people talk about transformation being again, like, whoa, yay, I'm having a transformation. Transformation can also bring up a lot. It's not easy. And so that's also what we're experiencing get uncomfortable and to look at our our own shadow stuff within that space and realize just to notice where you've been using other exterior distractions. Yeah, there's no escape right now. We got to just dig in and do the work. I had a very interesting experience once when I was uh, at the end of a yoga session where you had to bring your feet up high, kind of a shoulder stand. And the teacher was saying something about how, you know, toxins were being released in this upside down position and how the blood was releasing toxins. I'm like, okay, you know, I was really zen. It was towards the end of the sessions. Then I saw an ex-girlfriend of my new boyfriend in my vision. 
and I was like, oh God, I don't even know this girl. Like, why is she coming in my vision? I just want to relax. <laughs> and it's, it's funny, that, you know, my intuition is very strong when it comes about women interrupting or not vibrating well for my relationships because <laughs> I didn't actually want to hear or, you know, like, come on, leave me alone. I'm just resting. And, but that message like was so strong and it kept bugging me. And so I actually was going to the airport to pick up my new boyfriend. And we weren't really super serious, but we were, you know, new in each other's life. So it's a bit sensitive when, you know, you feel mm -hmm. you get to talk about an ex-girlfriend. I'm like, you know, I'm not the jealous type at all. My like, God, what is bothering me? I'm not going to bring this up. But the universe did bring it up because I picked him up from the airport. And as soon as we like grabbed his luggage, he went into his phone to look at a message from his friend and I looked over his shoulder and I saw a text message where it stated that 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 girl was at the front door can you let her in and it was an older message and I saw it and I just I felt this poison in my blood and I was like girl no like there is something going on there so I had to ask as soon as we got in the car I said I'm so sorry I just you know saw that message I gotta ask you what's going on And so, yeah, she was snooping around because she heard he was in a new relationship and she wanted to see if, she, if there was still something between them. And it was just so interesting to me that I never met her. I'd had no concerns whatsoever. And after that yoga class, when I was in my most Zen state where, you know, I wasn't asking for any information, it came to me and it was actually very helpful. Yeah. And it is, and it can tell you so much. And, and you trusting that, you trusting that as an image, as I'm talking, I would just ask you to go and look back at that as a pattern in your life and how that does repeat within relationships, because there's something that's like deeply healing around that. And then I would also go and ask you to go and look at how that relates to your own family story and how that relates to your mom, because there's a connection between how you do that and then the connection with your mom and how your mom shows up in relationships. Ooh, well, my mom is not going to hear this podcast, but I can tell you that my mom has, yeah, quite a history of cheating. She was married to my dad and had a, another relationship with a married man for over a decade. You're subconsciously carrying the shame of what she felt in your own body. That's why that comes up for you and your partnerships. But it's about that being done to you versus you being the person doing the cheating and that switch over. And so it's you're processing that as part of the ancestor story. Thanks for sharing that because I was going to ask you, did you channel a message for me? And I <laughs> think this was it. <laughs> It's a powerful thing to realize what's been going on in your family's lifetimes that you can carry with you and have no clue of until it's addressed, until you're like, oh, wait, my mom was dealing this, my grandmother, and now I'm in a similar position, but it's different because now we have more knowledge, more power, and access to work and also people and support to really break and releasing those family ties, releasing the, the things that really don't serve us. Natalie, what is the best way to connect to your intuition? Yeah, two ways that you can easily connect to your intuition. Find time in your day to slow down and pause and notice. By slowing down, pausing and noticing, you will be able to really drop into your intuitive body to receive more messages coming in. And the second, I would say, really anchoring and grounding your energy and finding a best way that you like to do that, to anchor and ground your own energy 
whether it's being in nature, doing a grounding meditation or eating some more kind of earthy food, it also really helps. There is plenty of time to connect to that intuitive connection that we all have. And I hope everyone that's listening is feeling a little bit wiser about intuition and feeling inspired to quiet down and to connect and to ask for signs, to ask for answers and continue to work the muscle. The brain thinks and the heart knows. The power of the intuitive heart. I have a technique where you ask yourself a question that you really want and you breathe it into the heart space. Don't ask your mind the question, ask your heart and breathe the question into your heart space and it will always guide you. Nelly, you are fantastic. And thanks for my personal message about my family and my intuitive self. I so appreciate it. How do we stay in touch with you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I am Natalie Miles. The book is wherever you get your books from. It's called You Are Intuitive. If you head to youareintuitive.com, you'll find out more about the book and the intuitive community. Um, I have a podcast called So You Think You're Intuitive. Yeah, different episodes guiding you how to connect to your intuition. And I also do a monthly episode. It's a, it's a channeled energy forecast. So it is a completely channeled message for what the energy theme is for the month ahead. And I have people messaging me from all around the world being like, oh my gosh, it's like you're talking to me. Ooh, it sparks my curiosity. <laughs> I want to check it out. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thank you. This episode was produced and edited by AJ Mosley for Kurt Co. Media, mastering by Steve Rickyberg. If you have any thoughts or questions you'd like me to answer on the show, feel free to send us an audio message or text to 323-522-5006. I repeat, 323-522-5006. Until next time, my friends, have a beautiful day. Kirkco Media. Media for your mind.